Welcome to She Who Overcomes, the podcast where we equip women of all walks of life to be extraordinary leaders. I'm Mandy B. Anderson. And I'm Rachel Perman, and we are your hosts. We are the co-founders of Rayma Team, a life and leadership coaching company for women. Each week, we're going to have conversations about what we're overcoming, what we are learning, and what our guests are learning so that you can find the clarity and direction that you need to rise up, lead well, and live with intention. What you've overcome makes you a leader, no matter what your title is. So grab your coffee and let's talk about it. Hey, Overcomers. Welcome to another episode. We are excited to um, answer another pod squatter question. I had to really think about that. Yeah, you did. I, that's a new term for me. Pod squatter. That's so- <laughs> well, it may, I mean, it's funny when you hear it's like, funny when you, you say it. Laugh when you say it. I'm a pod squatter. What's that? It for it gives a quite an image in my brain as it, I'm saying it does. It. Yes, for me as well. And I think it's because I what I see is a pod squatter. Yes, like with a T. Yes, but it's not <laughs> like it's squatting. Like, yes, I, that's what I see. So hopefully you're chuckling. Um, today's episode is uh, aptly named Joy and Sadness. How to find your joy again after a season of sadness. And we're going to go into the the listener question mm-hmm. that somebody posted in our Overcomers Club Facebook group, which, by the way, if you're not a part of that and you love our show, jump in. Yes. Like, we want to hear from you because yes. this is the place, too, where you can tell us, hey, we want to hear an episode about this. Like, mm-hmm. what do you have about that? And we don't always have the expertise in every topic people are requesting so if we don't have the expertise and we know somebody who does we will invite them on the show yes absolutely if we don't have the expertise and we don't have anybody <laughs> in mind uh you might have to wait a while because i don't know that <laughs> we will one that we will say <laughs> we're not gonna probably talk about things other than giving our own experience if yes. we've had it yes. i mean it's not always going to be professional advice necessarily on every topic but sometimes it's just a great sometimes, conversation yeah i think that's part of overcoming too is knowing what is your story and what stories right. do you have to share right and knowing you're not alone like yeah. you're not the only person that is dealing exactly. with this or is like i don't know what the answer is well neither do i but at so, least we don't know it together <laughs> <laughs> we're both a bunch of dumb dogs no, just teasing <laughs> Okay, so we were at One Million Cups this morning, and it was a really fun crowd. There was a lot of laughing, and I think it has just moved on over. There's definitely a silliness a to this day. We there are is. leaving again in a couple of days um, for a work event this time, and we're packing up the office. We like mm-hmm. to really jam in our schedule. At I least guess I so. have for sure for you November. Have. I don't even know why. We did um, go to Florida but, and it was a blast. So for those was. of you who are like, how was your girls trip? It was amazing. It was amazing. And we loved it. So needed. So needed. And, and I, I got sick the minute I got home. Yeah. Not with COVID. No. Just your body was, it was, she, she rocked it the entire time and then she got tired. So when I get, when my body gets like run down, I get sick yeah. so easily. I've had do. that since I was a kid. So yeah. there was a little bit of a consequence to it, but it was totally worth it. But totally. now we're leaving again. And so the office is like packed up. We have um corporate we, clients that we're working with this afternoon that we're trying yes. to finish up. It's like it's how day. many things can we do in one Plus day? Thanksgiving is coming. Like holiday season holiday is season. here. I have a book signing coming up. If you are in the Bismarck, North Dakota area, I will be at Ferguson bookstores. Um 
this might be coming out after that, so you might have missed it, actually. So never mind. <laughs> never mind. Never mind. I was there, and it was great, and I missed you. Um, but we we don't have we a place. We don't know what day this is coming right, out. We so. don't have a place for our feet barely right now because we are sitting in our podcast room with, like, three jam-packed full bins of yes. books and display table things for Pride of Dakota. Mm-hmm. Which is where we're headed. So that's it's our first big vendor show, you guys. Well, we'll probably have an update on how that all went because I'm, I'm sure, sure we we'll will. have some stories. We will have thought <laughs> on this because, like, we're feeling we kind of feel like we need a chaperone. Like, who is in charge of us? Newsflash: It's us. It's us. We have to adult the whole time. And you guys, some of some of you are laughing. Like, oh my gosh, who are these chicks? <laughs> and how do they even? Sometimes we don't. We don't even, actually, but. We sure have a fun time doing it. We do. Um, that's all I'm going to say about that. So, okay. <laughs> joy and sadness. This is kind of a little throwback wave. Yes. To a blog post that is nowhere on the interwebs. You know, at I the found moment. it. Did you? I did. But the it's other... not on the. No, internet. it's not you on the internet okay. anymore. And we actually did a couple of them. We did three of them. We did. We did. We should put them. Joy on and our sadness blog. have a dance party. Joy and sadness. Um. Oh gosh, what was the other one? Something about building a business, Joy and Sadness own a company. We did oh, a we couple of them. Put them on um, yeah, I found them when I was going through content I for the last two deleted books. It one day when I was trying to redirect my website mm-hmm. to a different area of our website, which you weren't kidding that they're all gone. You don't. They're you all didn't gone. even save. Them. I didn't even There's save not them. in Word docs. There's nope. nothing. But so I knew. I, like, I knew a lot of them already were saved because we had moved them before. Right. So anyway. <laughs> This is a shout out to that because if um, if Rachel and I were going to be characters from any type of a movie, like a cartoon, mm-hmm. we would be Joy and Sadness from the Pixar movie um, Inside Out. Inside Out, yes. And um, sometimes I think that we could each flop spots depending on the day. Oh, yeah, for sure. We could also be some of the other characters as well depending um, on the day but i am typically joy (laughs) and rachel is straight up sadness she even has a sadness pose that we do in yes the office it's the overwhelm pose honestly more than anything and i mean her whole body it's like all of a sudden she becomes part of the chair and the look (laughs) on the face of the character who plays sadness when she's like laying on the floor and joy is dragging her around yes that is the look rachel actually gets on her face when sadness when the sadness pose happens yep. and it's really funny and we laugh about it but my favorite part is when she touches all the balls and yes. turns all the joy into sadness and she's <laughs> like she's like stop it i haven't watched that movie i haven't watched it for so long so anyway all that to say um to our dear friend and listener joelle we feel your question mm-hmm. like we absolutely feel your question and so by no means are we trying to make fun of the question at all this is how we deal with sadness. We bring in some joy For and we real. laugh about it. Like that's really how we deal with it. So um, Joelle's question is, how do you find joy after going through seasons of sadness? I want to believe nothing bad is going to happen around the corner, but most of my life has been filled with grief. And such a heavy question. Right? It's such a good question. Mm-hmm. Like an honest, vulnerable yes. question, really. Yep. And I get it. Mm-hmm. Like I I think most of my life, like growing up, even though I had cystic fibrosis, it was easy for me to be filled with joy because I already knew the problems I was going to have. It mm-hmm. was going to be cystic fibrosis. Right. And then when I became an adult and went through some things in my late 20s and early 30s, 
now all of a sudden I have this of mm-hmm. what if something bad happens again? Right. Yeah. What then? Like, yep. I know I'll make it through, but what is my plan? Mm-hmm. Right. And so I think there are a lot of different ways to answer this question. Yeah. And Joelle, we really want to just give you some things to think about today. Any of our listeners who have felt the same way, that's really what we want to do is give you some new perspectives to consider. Mm-hmm. Uh, we want to share with you how we find joy after a season of sadness and really even how we find joy during, during a season of sadness. Is, I think super important. It is. I don't think it's either or. I think you can actually have both joy and sadness, maybe not happiness and sadness at the same time, mm-hmm. but they're very different. So we want to kind of dive into this. But um, Rachel, I want you to talk a little bit about what you shared with our inner circle members, mm-hmm. because we actually talked about this. We did. A little bit. We did. Um, so the advice that I gave our inner circle members was it really came down to prepared over panic. And when we talk about the concept of grief, especially, um, for me, I actually really enjoy talking about the concept of grief. Like if you, Mm -hmm. um, you know, the she, she's sadness. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, there's a, there's a whole point to it. Like we didn't just pick this because we thought it was funny to be joy and sadness, but, um, If you've read the book that actually inspired the podcast, She Who Overcomes, uh, there is a second edition to the book. And I wrote the foreword to that book. And in that, I talk about grief. And if you think about grief as a bigger concept than just losing somebody, but losing losing a job, change, friendships that die, like anything that dies in your life has a grief process to it. Mm -hmm. So if you put this in like a bigger concept where it's not only like loss of people, but loss in general... Um, it can feel like one hit after another, after another, after mm-hmm. another. And I think really right now, if we are talking in like real time, um, the last two years have been nothing but loss. They have mm-hmm. been nothing but grief. They have been nothing but um, change over and over and over again. And so one of the things that we were talking about in Inner Circle is, you know, it really comes down to the choices that you have, whether or not you're going to be prepared or you're going to panic. Um, there's always, I think, a little bit of panic when it comes to grief and change. Yeah. Like, that's normal. Like, we're not we're not saying that, like, unexpected things are not going to cause panic. But I think you even touched on a little bit, Mandy. Like, when you know you've gone through something before, if you've gone through grief in any level before, mm-hmm. you kind of have this knowing inside that you can do it again. Yes, it sucks. Yes, it's going to be hard. Um, yes, grief is like nothing anybody wants to go through. But the thing about grief is there is usually an endpoint and not an endpoint that you never are thinking about that loss again, but an endpoint where it's not the same kind of heaviness to carry, mm-hmm. like your capacity to deal with it is better. And I think that comes down to that preparedness part. Like, mm-hmm. and it's not like we can prepare, like we don't have a list of like, here's five ways to prepare for grief. Like there's no right. way to really do that. But sometimes um, preparedness just comes down to, I mean, we talked about super, like, uh, we were talking about money, actually, mm-hmm. when we were talking about this with the inner circle. And sometimes it's really practical things. Like, if you are panicking that something around the corner is going to be another financial disaster, well, have you prepared and learned the lesson from the last financial mm-hmm. disaster? So sometimes it really does come down to um, what have you learned in the past and have you changed behaviors or attitudes or... Mm-hmm. Um, tasks or anything that can help you be pre- better prepared for the future. So say, you know, you had when last year when we couldn't find toilet paper anywhere or we couldn't find, 
you know, cleaning supplies or all of these kinds of things. Like, what have you changed in your life Mm -hmm. to help you better prepare for the future? And for me, when those moments of panic come in, it's that stuff that kind of regrounds you, like brings you back to reality, back to earth that you're like, oh, yeah, that's right. Mm -hmm. I can do this again. And honestly, from like a spiritual level, I was looking through Unbroken the other day, going through content for the leadership books. And there's, I don't know what day it is, so I couldn't even tell you, but I have a section in there that talks about how David, King David went through this process. And there was like a certain thing that he did through the Psalms. If you look through the Bible, um, in the book of Psalms, many of them were written, most of them were written by King David. Mm -hmm. He had a process that he went through every Mm -hmm. time he went through grief or change in his life. And it was really his way to remind himself of not only God's promises, but like the preparedness. Yeah. And to not panic. He would literally just keep reminding himself of things of the past, of like strength in in his own um, you know, own ability as king, but also with with God and his promises. Mm-hmm. So if you are a person of faith, that is somewhere you can dive into yeah. too and kind of just from a bigger concept of being prepared. Well, I think too, like the thing the thing to keep in mind, because there definitely are going to be listeners who are like, gosh why do you always expect bad things to happen? Like, I don't do that. You need to change your mindset and stop yeah. expecting things to happen. And the thing about that is what, yes, having a having a positive mindset is important. However, comma, when your experience has been bad things happen that I didn't cause, mm-hmm. right? Like bad things just happened to me and I wasn't prepared for them. Now you have a level of trauma that you weren't aware of. Right. And so just telling yourself to be positive doesn't always help like that can sometimes turn into the toxic positivity that is that is kind of a buzz right now but also a real thing mm-hmm. so if you are working on your mindset even remembering like thinking okay i made it through that which means i'm fully capable of making it through again but just like you said Rachel what can i be, be- prepared with mm-hmm. so that it doesn't rock me right or if you know that you have been working on um, overcoming the trauma of your past. And so you already know what your triggers are. You already mm-hmm. know what what um, times of year right. maybe are harder for you. I think knowledge you. is yeah, part knowledge. of that preparedness. It is. Like, if you already know that about yourself, then definitely sit down when things are going well and say, okay, if this ever happened again or if something ever happened like this again, this would be my plan, mm-hmm. right? Because yeah. I, think, um, I think that helps you too. And I know... When the very first time I ever worked with a counselor was right after our apartment fire in 2010. And I was talking to him about how now all of a sudden I'm doing this thing that I never did before where I'm like trying to figure out where the exits are in different spaces, like if I'm at a movie theater or something like that. And he actually told me that is is an effective way to talk your brain through that trauma. Mm-hmm. Like it is a way it's to a plan. It, it's a plan. It's a way to help you. So you aren't fixated on what could happen. And now you have a plan on if something like that did happen, I already know how I'm going to respond. Yep. Right? Yep, exactly. And that's what it really is about. It's about being prepared instead of panicking. And I don't even know if panic is necessarily the right word because I think some people panic in a way that doesn't look or feel like panic. Mm -hmm. But it it could even be worry. Right. Um, It could even, you know, be... Fear. fear or being frozen mm-hmm. like the more prepared you are the easier it will be for you to come to a solution and move forward right you might still freeze a little bit you might still have a few moments where right. you feel all that yep 
but at least you have your plan. Mm-hmm. Well, and I think too, when you you bring it into like your your biological responses yes. to fear or change or, you know, all of a sudden grief hits, you only have like four biological options yes. that your brain is going to do. And so, and you can't control that. Like you don't get to pick which ones you don't get to pick what's going to happen. But if you have a plan and you've been going mm-hmm. through things with a counselor or a coach um, and you have a lot of self-awareness around what, how you typically respond to grief or trauma or whatever, right away, huge changes in your life. Mm-hmm. That's part of the plan. It like, is. It, it doesn't stop yourself. it from happening, but you can definitely um, lessen the effect mm-hmm. of how long it's going to last. Um, the like, you know, the the ripple effect mm-hmm. of of all of that, and that all comes down to the planning. If well, you don't plan, then your biological brain will just take over, mm-hmm. and that's never a great no. Thing. And I think <laughs> when you think about it, like most people are not aware of how they will respond mm-hmm. or how they will react. I should say. In in a an emergency situation, right? Like until you have gone through it, mm-hmm. you really don't know how you will respond. Which is why it's so important, like for soldiers probably to go through boot camp, to go through all this training, right? So it's, you know, it's putting them in an environment where they can practice mm-hmm. having all those emotions and all of those things happening, so they can train their brains and their focus on on a solution and yep. on taking the right kind of action instead of shutting yep. down. And that's really like when it comes to sadness and joy and grief and all these things, like once you've experienced it, you now know what your normal will be. Right. Like you know what your default is. <laughs> you've I moved say. through the ranks. Like right. if you, I love the analogy through, of the soldier yeah. thing because I think, you know, that's really what we're doing. We're it like, is. We're, every time you go through it, you're reading, mm-hmm. you're training yourself how to respond better the next time, how to respond faster the next time, how yes. to respond. And and better is, you know, your own personal right. better. There's no, yeah. there's no, any you know, way to like actually tell you what is better. Um, but, you know, you're moving up the ranks. Mm-hmm. You are getting better every time that you experience life like this. And yeah, there's just some soldiers who get hit time after time after yeah. time. And there's no real why. There's no real like answer we can give as to why some people experience more grief and trauma in their mm-hmm. life than others. Nope. Is it fair? It's not. Do we know why it happens? Not really. But like, we're still given this to deal with. So I I love that the question is also like, how do I deal? Right. Like, not just am I going to sit in self-pity about this? Um, Well, and it's, you know, how do you find joy after going through a season of sadness? Like, let's get to that. Because I think, you know, trauma and grief and sadness, all that stuff. If you've gone through it, you're very familiar with what it feels like. Right. And I think most people have at least gone through one of those things. I would think so. If yeah. not, and it's I think probably going to be coming. If you're you've probably ever very young. struggled getting out of it, yep. then you're well aware of, of what the challenges are. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think for for that whole idea of prepared over panicked mm-hmm. is a really important thing to start training yourself with now if you're at the end of that season of sadness yeah or if you're just sick of it like, yeah, like I'm- <laughs> you might not be at the end of it yet but you're at the end of your rope of wanting to be in it yes and that can be just as powerful as oh, yeah recognizing it's the end of the season like sometimes that's just okay i'm done with this now mm-hmm. like i i'm gonna do what i can to jumpstart the process yep of Yes. <laughs> getting to that final stage. Yeah. So I think something to keep in mind, too, is to put yourself in the right environments um, because your environment will affect your level of joy. Oh, absolutely. And, and environment, we're talking about like 
really physical like like what, and, yeah like what your home looks like what your bedroom looks what like you're what your office to, looks like what you're, you're listening to your yeah, car who you're talking to who yep. you're hanging out with like yep. if you are in your a, social media yes environment. i was just gonna say that <laughs> if you're on if you are in a season of sadness and you are going down the bunny hole of all the things that are sad and bad and horrible happening in the world yep. stop that <laughs> block for real those guys things. Yes. Get out of that and start finding people who encourage you, who challenge you to be happy, who challenge you to create a different life. Like right. that's how you start finding joy or creating oh, yeah. joy. Absolutely. And I think, you know, we have this idea that if we're not like involved, we're going to somehow miss something. Guys, if it's important, if there's some kind of news thing that you need to know, know, people will let you They'll know. Tell like you. you're not going to miss nothing not by miss making sure that your environment is breeding joy instead right. of fear because and, and i think of this too right now is you know people are putting up there's always a debate every year about how how early do you set up your christmas decorations so like cares? this is the stupidest debate why do we even care right because this is it all comes down to whether or not you want joy in your home and i yes. don't know why we take a joy away from anybody like right yeah i don't understand if that it. makes you joyful put it up right and i know and- a lot of people are celebrating even earlier this year mm-hmm. putting things up because it has been such a hard time for so many people so if christmas lights bring you joy bring them up all year round. put them on if you want to have you know certain colors in your home sometimes it really does come down to like really does such practical things things on the colors in your home and the Mm -hmm. environment that you are you want to dress up and wear a ball gown every day to your home office do it like if that's what makes you happy i know makes you feel joyful today mandy was like Gosh, you're really dressed up today. And I'm like, yep, this is what's going to keep the sadness away because we're coming into the period of time in North Dakota where it's dark by like five o'clock and I don't do well with this much darkness. And so um, one of the things that my actually my daughter's counselor told her last week was like, we're getting to that time period again. So you need to make sure that your coping skills are like top of mind, like make sure you're showering, make sure you're doing these things. And I was like, oh, well, her mama better make sure that she is also doing these things. Mm-hmm. So um, part of it is like, that's right. This is what helps me make sure that I have joy because right. getting dressed and putting my pants on and like not staying in, um, you know, not staying in the sweatpants all mm-hmm. day and making sure that my hair and my makeup are done. Like that is actually a really big coping skill for it me. Is. Well, to I think for keep most the depression people. at bay. Like, I got to make sure I showered. Like, it's so weird when you have depression, anxiety, that basic skills become like, oh, remember to eat. Remember to shower. Remember to, like, do these things. Um, You really become a houseplant. Like, that's part of, like, make sure you're taking care of yourself. And I think that does breed the joy because joy Mm -hmm. is part of contentment. Joy is is so much bigger than, like, a happiness feeling. And and I am a big believer that you can actually have you can create joy and have joy even in seasons of sadness. I think like, you I've have done to. It. We've done it. Like yeah. in our history and in our friendship, I've had a lot of joy. Right. While also be being in a season of sadness. It's, like it's one of those the things laughter. you have to do. You right. have to do, I think, or else the seasons last longer than they should. They and do. some of it too, for me, um, I make sure that when these seasons are happening, I have a lot of funny things that I watch yes. on Netflix, on, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. whatever, because, like streaming thing you want to because I need to laugh. Endorphins. Yes. And happy people don't kill their husbands. husbands. They just don't. <laughs> from Elle Woods. 
I mean, and it's really actually good advice. It is good advice. You need to be laughing. You need to be. And sometimes that's as simple as go watch movies, go watch kids movies, go watch the things you loved when you were little. Read. I just saw something and I don't even remember. I think it was on LinkedIn. Um, Giving advice. If you are just starting out wanting to read again, go back and read like classic children's books that you've never read Mm. before, like the joy in a children's book, Mm -hmm. um, even like chapter books and things like that. Like I am always continually reading at the Anne of Avonlea series. Like it's always on my Kindle because it's the thing that I go back to in the middle of the night when I can't sleep because it's it brings comfort and, mm-hmm. and joy again and contentment because I'm like, I know this story. I know Anne inside and out and like mm-hmm. I can just read it and like Anne of Green Gables. Anne of Green yes. Gables. Yep. Um, and so like find those. Yeah. It's not actually that hard it's when you not. think about it. It's really quite simple. We just forget about well, it. And that's why making a list of things that make you joyful or make you smile yeah. or make you Which laugh. Is something seriously you should do. You should do that. Like if you haven't done that yet, mm-hmm. go do it because that's important. And that is that is putting yourself in an environment to find joy and create right. joy. Like sometimes it's as simple as put on your favorite music, pour yourself a glass of tea, wine, coffee, whatever it is that mm-hmm. you love and that gives you all the feels and light a candle, sit there and just Make some of these lists for you, like for nobody else, just for you. But that's also why, like even putting yourself in an environment that we're creating for our clients in the life and business retreat, Mm -hmm. like that is a virtual environment, but we are all going through it together and hearing other people share the things that they want to do and how they're growing and what they're learning and how they are giving themselves permission to do that is sometimes one of the most joyful experiences that you didn't know you needed. I think the year-end retreats are super inspiring mm-hmm. because we do get to hear from so many different people. Yeah. A, what they overcame because we spend a lot of time not only just planning, but, but also like really celebrating because yeah. we don't take time to do that. Celebrating what we overcame, celebrating what we learned, mm-hmm. celebrating the things that went well, looking at the things that didn't go well and how can we how can we shift that or change that for the next year? And I think that all is part of creating mm-hmm. this joy is putting yourself in environments where joy is happening. Yes. and. You know, we've talked about joy, we've talked about happy, we've talked about happiness, we've talked about all mm-hmm. these things. And the words are often used interchangeably, but they're not. They the really same. are. They are very different. And choosing joy does not mean we're happy all the time because happiness is an emotion. Mm-hmm. Like it is something that is circumstantial. It is, um, I mean, it's a part of happiness and joy, but it's not It's not the like bedrock right. that, that joy and happiness can be. And thankfully... Our moment, our lives are full of moments of happy. Like mm-hmm. honestly, a lot of what we're talking about are moments that are happy. Like right where we're laughing, where we're finding mm-hmm. things that bring joy. But if you look at the definitions, um, what you're going to notice is that the words joy and happiness are actually nouns, mm-hmm. which means they are, um, you know, they are a person, place, thing. That's an actual thing. Uh, it's not tangible, but it's an actual thing that you can find. And happiness is an adjective. That means it describes something. Mm-hmm. So it describes a feeling, like it's an emotion. Um, a noun is a word that refers to a thing, like a book, a person, mm-hmm. an animal, a place, a quality, an idea, and or an action. And then a word, an adjective is a word that describes a noun or a pronoun, just in case it's been a little while since you've been right. in English class. Um, so joy and happiness are really qualities. They're ideas and things that you can take Um, And sometimes even things that you can take action on and they become a part of who you are. Mm -hmm. And because of that, that becomes kind of part of that whole prepare or plan or prepare Mm -hmm. or panic because 
if joy and happiness are part of who you are, that's already part of your plan. Mm-hmm. No matter what is happening, you have joy and sad. You have joy and sadness. Yes, you do. You have joy and happiness yes. inside of you. But happy is a feeling. Mm-hmm. And feelings can come and go. Yeah. And while they're important to have around, they're fleeting. And so making joy um, and finding moments of joy and pockets of joy in your life. And when you think of joy as bigger mm-hmm. than just happiness and contentment, um, it really does come so much easier than yeah. you think it would be mm-hmm. um, to create these moments. And sometimes when you're going through real, real heavy grief, like you lost someone, happy can feel weird. Yeah. Like laughing and all of that can feel weird. Mm-hmm. Normal can feel weird. Well, when you think of joy as contentment and these moments where mm-hmm. there's peace, then it's easier to wrap your brain around it why it matters. And it doesn't take away from the grief or the sadness. And you can have both together. Mm-hmm. I think, And I think it's really good to have that critical understanding of mm-hmm. what those words mean and how they look in our lives. Because to me, joy is that more that contentment, that peace? It's a quiet feeling. Whereas happiness is often loud or happy is often loud and boisterous. Oh, like, yeah. Like I, when you think of happy, you think of things like children laughing yeah. and, you know, people having a great time. I love that you said that the joy is quiet. I, I love I that. I do. I really feel like joy is quiet because even in the moments where I look back where you and I have been like 2012, when we were going through really hard seasons of sadness and grief and hard times, like, there were still so many moments of joy and happiness. Mm-hmm. I wasn't happy all the time. I wasn't right. loud and boisterous and um, laughing right. all the time. But there were moments of joy because I wasn't alone. Mm. Like I was with, I was with people who got me. I was mm-hmm. with people having um, deeper conversations. Like right. joy does not always have to be this big party. I think it. Honestly, sometimes rarely is I, when yeah. you think about it in these in these like really simple terms. Mm-hmm. Of what does the dictionary tell you? Right. Um, these things are and what do they mean? Um, and I think for Joelle and for anybody listening to this, seriously, get your phone out. Look on, mm-hmm. you know, look up dictionary.com. Look these words up. Look up the synonyms to them. You would be surprised at how often we have clients just have mm-hmm. these aha moments. And Mandy and I have them all the time all because the time. we're writers. Um, of what things actually mean and how mm-hmm. that can cause such a breakthrough for you when you think of joy and happiness and joy and happy and grief and sadness and all of these things, mm-hmm. how they fit together so well when you know what they actually mean, yeah. when you know what they mean in your life. And maybe moments of happy aren't happening right now. Mm-hmm. And that's okay. But moments of joy and happiness and that deep contentment and quiet and peace, mm-hmm. that we need to find no matter what. Mm-hmm. So I want to, to end this, I kind of want to rephrase Joelle's question. Because okay. the question was, how do you find joy after going through seasons of sadness? I want to challenge all of our listeners to reframe that to how do, I, how do I spark joy and keep it even during seasons of sadness? Mm-hmm. Because when you have that perspective of I can be joyful even though I'm going through a hard time right now, mm-hmm. what that means is you have an appreciation of every level of the journey. Yeah. And I think that, for me at least, has has made it easier to go through hard things. It has, it has helped me um, not wish that I was somebody else, not wish that um, not wish my life away. Mm-hmm. Really, 
I think it's helped me kind of stay grounded in not missing what I'm supposed to learn in that moment. Mm, yep. Even if I'm just making it up, like, oh, I think I'm supposed to learn this, right? Like, I mean, sometimes we have to create that. Mm-hmm. And it goes along that whole concept that I talk about in Dangerous Hope um, about, you know, the cycle of Dangerous Hope. Mm-hmm. And sadness is part of the cycle. When it, you lose it's necessary. hope, yep. it's a necessary part of the cycle. And too often, we want to just tell ourselves to hurry up and move on. Mm-hmm. Like, just move on. It's going to get better. And we want to pat ourselves on the back and just scoot us along. Like, come on, get right. better. Or other people. Or other people. And and sometimes it doesn't mm-hmm. for a really long time. Like, it will get better someday, but sometimes between now and someday is longer than we anticipate. So then what? How are we going to create that joy? How are we going to find that hope again in the midst of all of that? And Mm -hmm. so reframing your mind to how can I create joy even in seasons of sadness, it's going to make all of it, um, it's just going to make you savor the good times even more Mm -hmm. when you're in those seasons of sadness. So I hope that this has encouraged everybody who's listened. Joelle, I hope that this gives you the answer that, you were looking for or at least um, an idea of where to start Mm -hmm. because joy definitely can be each of ours no matter what our circumstances are it absolutely can and so i want to encourage you with that um definitely if you've never given yourself permission to sit down and create joy or create a vision for your life or even ask god if you are a person of faith what what your the vision for your life should be or or any of that, or if you haven't, it's been a long time since you've done it, or even if you're just a planning junkie, (laughs) we do want to give you a personal invitation right now to join us for the 2022 Life and Business Plan Virtual Retreat. It's happening December 10th and 11th online. You get access to the replay videos, the workbook for 90 days. So even if you can't make it to every session or any of the sessions, you can still join us in this retreat and we will be in the comments area of your members area um able to talk to able to celebrate with you because sometimes when you don't have people who know how to celebrate the good and the bad um that can make it even harder so you know put yourself in an environment where you are with people who know how to bring that out of you and how to pour that into you even as well so Um, Keep this in mind. A woman with a vision for her life is unstoppable, and this is your opportunity to become that woman. So go to raymateam.com, R-A-Y-M-A-T-E-A-M.com to register today. Early bird registration is um, on sale until November 30th. After that, you have about eight days to get in at the regular price. Um, And then finally, if you aren't hanging out with us in the Overcomers Club, make sure that you do that. The link is in the show notes of this episode, wherever you're listening to it. But you can also search for us right on Facebook. Um, It's called The Overcomers Club. And this is a place for all of our She Who Overcomes pod squad to connect with each other and with us. If you have a topic that you want us to talk about in in the new year, because um, we're getting down to the wire of episodes for this year, um, we would love to know. And if you have somebody that you're like, you need to have this person on your show, this woman would be a great like a great topic, a great story to share. Tell us that too, because we definitely want to have those people on our show next year. So all right. Well, this was a good this was a 
good episode, I feel, don't you? I think it's been a great conversation. Great job. We have displayed all, <laughs> the, job emotions, <laughs> all the emotions of joy and sadness. Good job, us. All right. Well, we want to thank you for spending time with us and listening this week. Rise up and lead well. And we will talk to you again next week. Hey, guys. Thanks again for listening. Before you go, would you mind doing us a favor? We would love to hear your takeaways. So please leave us a review and a comment. You might just hear your name in a future episode when you do. This show is produced by Rayma Team Media, a division of Rayma Team LLC. If you'd like to learn more about how you can work with us, visit raymateam.com. That's www.raymateam.com. All right. Our coffee is cold, so we gotta go. See you next week.